Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Hey, I'm Jen and I love horror movies. I'm Mikey. I'm dead inside and I also love horror movies. And we really like to torture our friend Todd because he hates horror movies. That I do. And that's why they call me the horror virgin. <laughs> that's the only reason we call him that. I'm not, no other reasons at all. Whatever. So every, <laughs> every week we take him through the encyclopedia of horror, the good, the bad, the ridiculously Jack Frosts. <laughs> and then we make fun of it more or less. Or explain it's deceptive feminism. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. That's my thing. (laughs) And I'm the funny one. (laughs) Our episodes drop on Monday, so check us out. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... The interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sounds and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks to all the subscribers for, uh, well, first for all the comments. Thank you to everybody who chimes in, uh, whether it's, you know, listening on YouTube or or any of the various uh, podcasting places where you can leave comments on there. I always uh, appreciate that. If you can give the series a review, let other people know what they're missing out. Uh, and especially if you can give the series a rating, that's always a huge help. So thank you, and I appreciate all of that. And if you're not a subscriber, don't wait any longer. It is the best way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, uh, what they're up to, what they got going on, uh, just, uh, you know, your preferred listening device go to wherever you're listening to this from and uh, and hit subscribe and we'll take care of it new interviews every monday wednesday and friday i'm kyle meredith and today hollywood undead gonna be talking with johnny three tears 
about the record New Empire Volume 1. Yes, Volume 1 does imply that there is a Volume 2, and we're going to be talking about a productive time in the band's history and what's resulted in a much heavier sound. Now, this is a band who is, uh, as Johnny will tell you, you know, they've featured plenty of sounds over the years throughout their catalog, but there is something very heavy, very extra crunchy going on in New Empire Volume 1. So we'll hear what brought that on and how that directs even what he's singing about. As far as the heaviness goes, we'll actually uh, pull the lens back to the broader topics. Uh, I mean, metal has uh, seen a resurgence according to studies in the past year or so, so We'll hear about uh, why so many people are connecting it with the speed that it's going at and the state of rock in general, his thoughts on it anyway. Beyond that, it's also a time where the band are able to reimagine what and who the Hollywood undead actually are. Bands have to move forward. So I'm going to ask Johnny what that means even beyond the music. But with the music, there was the first single, Already Dead. How does that speak to the reimagining of the band? And the title track, it's called Empire. That's a big word. That's a big word that can mean a lot of things, especially in our current environment. So I want to hear what his thoughts are on that as well. It all makes for a lovely package that arrives on Valentine's Day 2020. Speaking about New Empire Volume 1, it's Kyle Meredith with Hollywood Undead. What's up, bro? New Empire, Volume 1 of 2. So you've split it up, two albums. Um, is this a, a like an extra productive time for you? Is that why we're getting two records? No, you know, it's funny. is We've been trying to do a double album for three cycles, but it's not a, it's a little more complicated, I guess, than I thought to begin with. We usually just write a lot more than we need, and sometimes a lot of that stuff sucks, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> So there's no problem cutting the crappy material, but there's always, so like on the last record, we just put an out, out an EP after our first uh, CD because we had uh, a bunch of songs that we thought we want, you know, we wanted people to hear and stuff. This time around, it was just, there were songs that a lot of people were pretty adamant about going on there, but we can't put, you know, 20 songs on an album. So we asked about doing the, the double album and uh, the label was on board and our managers were on board. So we're, we're stoked, man, because uh, we've, we've never done it before. And, um, you know, I think both of them are, are great in their own right. So I, I'm proud of both. And hopefully we could do it more often. Next one, I want to be three, three albums oh, back wow. to back to back <laughs> is what I'm looking for, bro. A triple, a triple album. That's incredible. I mean, it's a great time for the fans. You know what? What's instantly noticeable about this? You've talked about you know this is the moment where you reimagine the band, but in the in the sound sense, like it's a much heavier sound. Like not that you've haven't been heavy in the past, but this is like full on. What brought that specific direction on? Bro, we were all doing steroids. We were all juicing, <laughs> so we had road rage or no roid rage, not road rage. <laughs> I get that too. No, I mean, I think, you know, we're one of those bands, and everybody kind of works different. A lot of people work conceptually where they, they have a direction. They're going to go, and before they go into the studio, they have a lot of skeletons and stuff. And we kind of just go with what's what we feel when we're in there. So the, a lot of the times, you know, our albums kind of go up and down, and it's not a, a purposeful practice. It's just, you know, there's been times where we're all, like, you know, doing tons of drugs and drinking all the time, and it certainly made the music take, like, a darker turn. But it wasn't purposeful, and I think everything in our on the records or on the albums is kind of just a reflection of where we were at. So 
we don't go in to go, hey, let's write, you know, some harder tracks or with these different progressions or this particular type of message. It's just kind of where everybody's at and we feed off each other and um, the moment itself. So I, I like, I prefer writing music that way because it's it, it's uh, much easier to tap into what you're feeling. But, you know, everybody's different. So I, I, we didn't, it wasn't a byproduct of a pre-thought out process. It just, it is what it is kind of thing. And the next record could be a bunch of uh, like Huey Lewis and the News Ballads <laughs> For all I know, it just depends, bro. Giving it up for my baby. That's the, I can hear you all doing it now. It's yeah, that's right, bro. <laughs> so with um, it can happen. Yeah, with so when you develop a sound like this, though, do you think that directs or redirects like what you'll be singing about? Like, if it's a heavier record, does that kind of change how you would approach lyrics? No, I mean, well, obviously, if you're going to write like a heavy song progression wise, you're probably not going to, you know, sing here's come the song type lyrics or something like along that line. But I've always loved the contradiction in music. Nine Inch Nails did this to perfection to me where they'd have these really like circusy type sounds and like it was almost like if you strip the, the lyrics or the vocal quality, you'd think you were watching like a movie or something, but then he counter imposed it with really, really dark stuff. And I love that. I love that, how the oxymoronic nature of songs like that. So I think that kind of na- happens naturally, but we certainly don't try, you know, we have like a song called Bullet would be a good example where the music is very major, it's very chipper. And then the song is about suicide. And I love that the way those things bounce off each other, you know, because it kind of messes with your head. It's because you're expecting to hear, you know, deep down subconsciously, you're expecting to hear something else. And so when you hit someone with something that has nothing to do with the sound of the music itself, I've always loved that. That's something that always, at least I enjoyed. So we'll do that. So I don't think the musical qualities to predict what the the song will be about. Although, if a song's very heavy, you're typically going to lean in that direction because, you know, your testosterone levels go up, bro, and you just want to rage. So there are those levels. And the testosterone levels were from injections, not just natural, bro, <laughs> like I covered earlier in the interview. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, you know, you know I, I think it does, it, does, uh, it does affect what you're saying. There's no doubt about it, but I, I certainly don't think it's conscientious, you know. Well, I will say it seems like perfect timing, though, because I, I do remember uh, an article last year, study to whatever degree, saying that uh, metal was once again finally the fastest growing formats in the country for whatever reason. It's a sort of broad topic uh, question here, but uh, yeah, I don't know if you have any thoughts on it. Like, why now? Maybe this, you know what? I, I really am. I, I'm asking an obvious question. Why are so many people connecting to this type of music again at this considerable speed? Well, dude, I mean, okay, metal is kind of, has always been a sleeper music in a sense. So a lot of people, because the mainstream itself does not embrace the metal, metal community, unless you're Metallica. You know, outside of that, there's not a lot of representation in pop culture. So a lot of people think it, it doesn't exist. But I'll tell you something, and I know this just from being in the music business for a long time. You can go see a, a rapper, for instance, uh, with a number one single at pop, and there'll be 200 people there. The metal community always existed. You go to a metal show, dude, there's, there, the places are always packed. People always want to see it. It's actually, you know, it's always been a great live outlet as far as going to shows and people who are really involved with music that aren't just listening to it on their drive home but live it so i think metal is now just kind of getting its recognition for what it's always been i don't so much think it has gone away i think it was always there and people have kind of been forced to embrace it because it's not going away 
even though I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't understand it, who don't get it, who just don't understand the rage or those feelings, or haven't embraced that side of themselves yet where they let metal in. But I think it's always been there. I don't think it was ever gone. And I understand the growing aspect of it, but that really is more of a recognition of what's always been there as opposed to it just kind of came out of left field and everybody loves metal now. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, is a part of that community, it's always existed. It never went anywhere. Sometimes things, I think, you know, popular music has certainly taken a turn towards more pop-driven, and hip-hop has grown exponentially. And, you know, that was like underground music for a long time. And even mainstream rap artists, you know, like you take Nas or the Wu-Tang, it was a pocket music. It's not like, you know, 40-year-olds are listening to this stuff. Now, you know, there's tons of people who will listen to mainstream rap artists that are saying the same things, but somehow it became more socially acceptable. And metal, I think, is important to culture because no other music provides, especially young people, with the outlet they need. They're not going to get it singing about their ex-boyfriend or whatever these guys are talking about selling OZs and the projects and shit. And I get it, but people need an outlet for the angst that every Everybody has, and I think metal has a very big responsibility, toward, especially towards young people. So I take it seriously, and I'm glad that it's getting the recognition it deserves. But metal never went anywhere. It's it, almost that whole thing about you know every few years when someone actually has to utter the phrase about rock and roll being dead, and it's just like the biggest eye roll that you can give. Like, oh, here we are again. No, exactly, dude. Look what people go to see. Go to a rock festival. I mean, dude, there are a lot of people that are love rock and roll music. It just doesn't get the pop culture mm-hmm. recognition that does. I know, like the Grammys, for instance, they stopped like televising when people win the awards for rock Grammy. It's like what? So it's just pop culture, which has always been about as lame as it gets. You know, <laughs> the more people that like something, the more you can rely on that thing being lame because. Everybody gets this group agreement that one thing's good and one thing isn't, and uh, it's like mob rule at that point. And that's all pop culture is. One day you love something, everybody loves it, and the next day everybody has to agree to hate it because everybody else does. It's one of those things, and uh, rock music is like a, a stat line on a, you know, a medical piece of machinery. It goes straight. It's always been there. And the wavelength that goes up and down is what people think. So they meet at some point, but um, I don't think metal went anywhere. I think the popular culture or the thought process behind what's cool and what isn't moves around so much that they kind of forget that metal exists. But metal's always been there. That's that straight arrow that uh, we're all on, obviously. Well, let me turn it back to this album and to the band and everything, because, again, you know, when we talk about all of this... I think one of the quotes, maybe it was from the press release or whatever, but you say this is a great moment to reimagine what the Hollywood Undead can be, which makes sense because bands have to move forward. Uh, I, I wonder if that goes beyond the music, too. I've read about you guys kind of losing the masks somewhat. I mean, what else does this mean for you about reimagining the band? Well, you know, I think, I mean, from my perspective, obviously, as a band member, I don't think, I guess, regular people think about this, but, you know, you want the band to stay interesting for the band. And um, I think a lot of bands change what they're doing, because if not, they're going to become, you know, miserable in their own expression. So a lot of the times fans, you know, some fans jump on board, some jump off. You know, one of the most common things I hear from fans is, hey, why don't you write a record like blah, blah, blah record that we wrote, you know, eight years ago or whatever. And it's like, the funny thing is they don't even realize it, but if we did that, all they'd complain about is that it's the same as this other record. (laughs) So 
you know, the demand is kind of nuts. It's like they don't want you to do too much different. They don't want you to do the same thing, and you're kind of left. So my my opinion on, you know, I've, I've had bands that have changed styles, and I go, hey, you know, this isn't my thing. But I never invalidate what they're doing because, dude, the, the band might not exist if they do the same thing over and over. Because, you you know, you got to go play 200 shows a year, and you got to love what you do because if you don't believe in your music, I can almost assure you that no one else will. So... I think it's important for bands to have that freedom to move forward, take it or leave it. Obviously, that's up to the listener. You, you certainly aren't. You're not going to be reprimanded for not liking something we do. Um, people tell us some of our stuff sucks all the time. I mean, I hear it regularly at our own meet and greet. Hey, you know, I really don't like this record. Wow. It's like okay, like it doesn't insult me. I've written, we've written plenty of songs that I think are horrible. So I'm not going to even side with myself. <laughs> like, yeah, it could have been better, but. You know, these are all like units of time, and in moments you think things are great, and then two years later you might go, oh, that, we could have done that better, and it's one of those things. Music is trial by fire, dude. You know, it's one of those things where you're given like 30 days to create something with very little time to think about what you're doing. It's all instinct and it's all emotion. So you, as your emotions change, as your instinct changes, so will that music. And it's just one of those things, but I think if, if people like music, they should certainly, uh, you don't have to listen to something, you shouldn't, certainly shouldn't lambast people for trying new things and trying to keep things interesting you know i know a lot of people think that way you know especially with our band because we experiment so much uh people call you know they, they they don't like what we do because it's all over the place or we can't be like boxed in with something but isn't that the whole purpose of music is like dude we have so many of these different things available to us it's like living with one arm tied behind your back. Like, I feel bad for a lot of metal bands. You have to write metal. You don't have a choice. You can't go write a pop song. Hollywood and Dead has always kind of bounced between pop and rap and, you know, straight hip-hop stuff to rock stuff. And so and that might have held us back in certain ways. But at least I know, like, I, we can go in the studio and literally there's a no, a no no answer to anything. We'll play a banjo. You know, we'll put harmonica. He, he claps this, that. It doesn't matter what we do. And then we could play super heavy D stuff. So that's one of the reasons I like being in the band that I'm in is the, the horizon is kind of open. And um, some people like it, some people don't. But at least we, we believe in what we do, which is really actually at the end of the day the most important factor. Does a song like Already Dead uh, speak to that? I mean, multiple meetings within songs in different contexts, I understand. But uh, is there a part of that song that sort of speaks to, you know, what? well, basically all that you're saying right there? Yeah, I mean, you got to kill something to make it grow again. I, the, like, there, you know, uh, Plato used to talk about this, not to get too heady, but if something isn't growing or dying, you can't hold still in the universe. You're either growing or you're dying. So Already Dead is kind of taking something down to its foundation and not for the purpose of destroying something, but for the purpose of regrowth and birth and things like that. The, the rock bottom, the foundation is where you should always build something from. So in order to build something new, we're always trying to like topple our past record. We're always building. We write a record. Okay, let's expand on that. Let's build off of that. And what I, you, you end up in this really tall like house that's kind of leaning over because everything that precedes it is under it. And I really wanted to kind of do away with all of that and say, look, let's get in the studio and pretend we've never written anything. What would we write without going, oh, we already wrote a song like this or we already did something similar or... You know, let's expand on this because this song did well at radio or whatever the, the case may be. I really just wanted to take it back to like year zero and kind of go, hey, 
what would we do if we had done nothing prior? And that's kind of what happened with New Empire, for better or for worse. There's no telling at this moment, like, how that's going to be received. But we like the record. So if someone else doesn't, at least I'm self-assured from the fact that I do. Um, Obviously, you always want your fans to listen to music. You always want new people to go, oh, dude, i got to check this out. This band's dope. Anybody who says different is lying. Um, Everybody wants their fans to, to care about something. We're all sensitive little pussies at the end of the day where we make music dude we're, you know so i don't like hearing that something sucks but it comes with the territory you can't make something for everybody so we kind of just like i said we went back to year zero ground zero and said okay what would we do now if five didn't exist if swan songs didn't exist if american tragedy didn't exist and that's what we came up with and hopefully you know hopefully people like it and if they don't i understand no hard feelings well you you, you mentioned you know the album title there and i definitely want to hit on that uh, word the title track i mean there are certain words when used in certain points of history, they take on a bigger context. Uh, Empire, you know, I can hear that within the band context, but does it go beyond that as well? Is there a bigger contextual statement? I mean, when we, the, the idea, obviously it is, it's a very broad statement. I know what you mean. I like to think of the band and the fan base and the group we have as more than just a band, you know? So I think there, there's certainly a connection. I think one of the cool things about music is that that connection between the listener and the the person playing the music, it kind of transcends a normal relationship. You know someone almost better than you would ever know them if you knew them personally. And it's just music. You may never even say hi to them. You never you may shake their hand, but you know them. And that's kind of how I, I look at the Empire Statement is the community itself of uh, us and the people who feel the same things we do that we feel. And, you know, that's not for everybody. For My mom loves, like, jazz. You know, she listens to, like, Miles Davis and blues stuff. I've never felt, like, a connection to it. But my mom, she listens to Miles Davis. She gets, like, tears in her eyes. I think it's beautiful because she feels whatever Miles was playing at that moment. I always felt that with, like, the Deftones. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. always just, like, hit home for me. But that the musical community and people who allowed themselves to be affected by it and the people who are out there trying to cause that effect, I look at it as a, as a subculture, as a group in, in, in itself where you, you could dislike someone. There, it, it transcends likes and dislikes. It transcends the politics or the temporary changes in the world. Music has always been there, and I kind of consider that kind of part of that empire statement. Music has always been there. It's always it's carried through people through the darkest times. I don't know of anything else outside of music that, that has played such a part in humanity's progression. And I honestly think without it, the, the, the world's fucking crazy as is. Imagine without music. I mean, I don't even know if we'd still exist. I think it's the only thing that soothes the soul in the sense that it does. So I've always, I never looked at music as something, like I said, I listen to on my drive to work. I live it. And it's like, honestly, without a guitar and, and those things, I, dude, I might be nuts. I don't know what the hell would happen to me. And a lot of people feel the same way about listening to it. What would you do without these, these songs to carry you through the harder parts of, of life? And I just look at it so much more important. And a lot of people just look at it as some kind of passing thing. And it's like, dude, I think music deserves all the respect in the world as the highest form of art, in my opinion, um, just because the effect it has on people. So that all goes into that empire thing and the more broad view of music and its effect on humanity. I don't think there's anything more important than that happening as far as moving people forward and, and soothing the soul or whatever you want to call it. Man, and now it makes so much sense that it's being released on Valentine's Day. I don't know if that's a coincidence, but now it's perfect. Dude, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't home with my wife, and I knew if we released the record, I could get out of whatever we were going to do. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Sorry, I've got an album release. I can't. Uh, no, no box of chocolates tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, babe. I'd, I'd love to go waiting to, for two hours to eat some crappy dinner, but I'm sorry, we have to release an album, honey. Here's some flowers. I'll see you later. Well, it's a it's a hell of a record, Johnny Three Tears. It's a hell of a record, and it's been so much fun to listen to. You know, congratulations on this one. Uh, seriously, oh, thank you, man, I appreciate that. I really, I really do appreciate it, man. I'm glad that you feel that way, and uh, it's always, you know, heartening for us when you, when someone who like you, who probably has to listen to a lot of music all the time, you know, appreciates it. So it means the the world to me, and um, I hope everybody likes it, man. Yeah, absolutely. I have a feeling they will, and hopefully, we'll get to talk uh, more about this when uh, Volume Two rolls around, whenever that is. Yeah, dude, let's do round two, bro. I got some other shit to say, bro. <laughs> I'm all up for it. Sir, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Congratulations on New Empire Volume 1, and uh, and we'll see you out there. Thank you, man. I appreciate your time, bro. All right. Take care. Take care, buddy. My thanks, Johnny Three Tears, Hollywood Undead. The new record is called New Empire Volume 1. They've got a big UK tour with Papa Roach on the way as well. You can find those dates online. And thanks to you for checking out the episode Always appreciate you making it to the end for the credits right here. Again, if you're not a subscriber, take that moment before you get out of here to subscribe to the series so we can deliver new episodes to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with all of your favorite artists. Uh, Again, you can do that at uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Podchaser, Acast, wherever you get your podcasts from. And uh, and if you're already a subscriber and you can uh, give the series a, a review or a rating, those are always huge helps as well. Thank you so much for that. Afterwards... Head to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. An hour full of song premieres, of music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Again, that's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound, they've got your music and film news. You can also find me on any social media platform, at Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.